Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Dan Dockett will join us in a second. Uh, we continue to try and read the tea leaves of Aaron Rodgers. And uh, before we get to Dan Dockett, we'll talk about college hoop and Juwan Howard and that entire incident from a guy who's actually been a high major head coach, been a high major player, and a guy who we, we disagree on one major point of, uh, of, of this whole discussion. We'll get to him in a second. Um, Aaron Rodgers posted a bunch of stuff on social media, on Instagram, and it felt to some like a goodbye, or was it somehow cryptic? Here's Aaron Rodgers on what it actually meant. Unless you've gone through certain experiences um, and had, you know, uh, frustration and, and, and been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the uh, the beauty in life, and uh, I think that's then you might say things about that. That's a cryptic message. I mean, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day and you're not really doing anything else. you got to kind of turn everything else off and, and so, you know, you're not working out, you're not straining or anything. It's kind of a recentering, um, and And it not only heals you physically, but I think it takes away mental stress and and then the spiritual part, I think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more. So when I come out, my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned. And, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit. But that was just where I was at. I- um, yeah, this cleanse that he had apparently induces vomiting. Right? Have you guys, guys, guys heard of this stuff? Uh, yeah, it, it sounds... Uh, it's it sounds awful. Uh, Dan Dockich joins us. Dan, have you ever done a cleanse? No, I've had an enema, but other than that, I, and I've I've cleansed for uh, I guess a colonoscopy, but no, other than that, I. By the way, Aaron Rodgers is coming to Indy, and I'll tell you why. Here in Indianapolis, Pat McAfee lives literally uh, two blocks away from me, and Aaron Rodgers goes on his show every Tuesday. So Pat lives here in Indy. Aaron Rodgers goes on his show uh, on Tuesdays, and by the way, he wears blue a lot. So everybody here in Indy thinks that Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is absolutely coming to Indianapolis. So there you go. Case solved. Mystery solved, big boy. Uh, I I appreciate that. Um, Okay, you and I discussed on, on your show. Uh, don't at me, which you can see on uh, on Outkick. Um, what, what, when the where were you when the fracas, the melee broke out in Madison? Where were you specifically? I was at my. I was working out. I saw was watching the game. I uh, actually, my wife and I were playing simulator golf. I got in the car. She stayed to work out. I came home and. I did kind of what you did. I, I wasn't really paying attention, and I was talking on the phone, got off the phone, was walking in my house, click, clicked on my phone, and man, oh man, it blew up. And then I saw the video, and then I, and, and I think uh, off of somebody's Twitter feed, and then I saw the full video, and then, of course, as you well know, and I'm sure it happened to you, everybody's texting you, calling you, what do you think, what do you know? 
you know, my son's hitting me up because he played at Michigan, went to Michigan. You know, he loves Michigan. And uh, that's where that's where I was. And frankly, when I saw it, um, I couldn't believe it. And, Doug, I got a different perspective being with Bobby Knight. Uh, I never, I mean, look, I get it. People say, well, you know, Bob Knight was nuts. He threw a chair. I'm literally getting ready to go in the game. I'm sitting next to Bob Knight when the chair was thrown. I was a player. But I've never seen a coach hit another guy on the court with a punch or open hand or whatever you want to call it. I've never seen that before. So I was fascinated. And, of course, you go to Twitter and, you know, that obviously it blew up for the next couple of days. Yeah, so – I mean, people say all the time, well, you know, Bob Knight was this crazy person. He did throw a chair on the on the floor against Purdue. And, of course, he had the incident in Puerto Rico with the with the Pan-American team. But what were handshakes like when you were playing for and coaching under Bob Knight? We didn't have them. I mean, look, and I, I get a kick out of everybody. You know, you have a different opinion. That's fine. Everybody has their own opinion. But when I played, you know, you went and shook hands with guys you knew. I was telling a story today. um, and this is true. Knight lost his mind. We were playing Ohio State, and I was on the other end of the court, and Troy Taylor, who was a freshman, he was my age, threw a kid named Jimmy Thomas down. Knight literally came on the court and started dropping F-bombs all over Troy Taylor. And I ran up kind of on the fray at the end, and after the game, uh, we didn't have a handshake line, but I went up to Troy and said, man, sorry about my coach. He lost his mind. We were kind of laughing about it. And then Knight came in, and he said, hey, I didn't cuss at Troy Taylor, right, Danny? I go, hey, man, I'm a freshman. I'm trying to get in the damn game. I'm like, yeah, coach, whatever you say, man. <laughs> you know, I got your back here, coach. So, you know, it, you would go to guys you knew. You would say hello. You'd wave and walk off. It was really no big deal. In fact, when we lost at Indiana, um, you know, you not only wanted to get off the court, you wanted to get out of there. And, and it was I'll, – I'll never forget this. This is 100 years ago. Uh, Mike Woodson's playing, the coach at Indiana. Indiana wins – championship it's a big deal it's the first game i'd ever been to at indiana's recruit they beat ohio state uh crowd goes crazy all that kind of stuff i'm in the locker room as a recruit and next thing you know herbie williams and clark kellogg come into indiana's locker room to congratulate that to me is what real sportsmanship is the handshake line's a fraud the handshake line's just uh, in my opinion now yours is different but the handshake line the guy and i used to do that too i'd go see a friend of mine that played at another team hey man great game i gotta get on the bus but, man, that was a great game. That's what I think men do as opposed to get in a line because some soccer mom uh, does it in sixth-grade basketball and we're all supposed to do it. That's just well, my opinion. I, I, I appreciate that. I would say that, that uh, I, I do think it's for show. I, I, I absolutely do. But I, I, think it's, I think it's a good show, not necessarily of sportsmanship, though, of, like, we've we got to have a little bit of a disciplined culture. And I, I think that's what Izzo got to, really, which is, like, Hey, if we're gonna do away with this, like we're doing away with everything, we're doing, we're doing away with everything, which it it sucks, you know, it sucks to well, have why, to shake why, somebody's here's hand. Here's my question, Doug. Yeah. Doug, my question is, how, how did it even start? Like, I'll never forget. All of a sudden, I'm more coaching in the MAC, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And this is like 1997. I go. Well, I guess we're, you know, I remember the head coach would go over, shake hands. I'd go over, shake hands. Crane was an assistant at Michigan State. I'd shake hands with him. And we were gone. All of a sudden, I'm in the MAC in '97 and '98, and I'm like, "What are we doing here?" And all these kids in the MAC would just go, "Nobody would even look at you." And I'm like, "Screw this! I don't even know when it started." I mean, it's not like this is a time-honored tradition. This is this. I swear to God, this is childish. It started by some soccer mom in Pee Wee basketball, and some commissioner said, "You know, 
That's good. What are we going next? We're going to have a, a mom at the end because, you know, we got to stay hydrated, Doug. Are we going to have a soccer mom at the end or a team mom pass out drink tickets at the end, too? Because, you know, hydration is important. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, who cares? And, look, there have been more problems with it. Uh, you got a coach, and you said this perfectly today. You've got, you've got the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines where they brag about Michigan men. I make fun of my son all the time. How do you know a person went to Notre Dame or went to Michigan? Uh, they tell you in the first two minutes when you meet them. Yes. You got Michigan and the Big Ten. And you know, you work for the Big Ten Network. You cover the Big Ten ESPN, right? Which Michigan and the Big Ten, they don't think they're better than everybody. They know they're better than yes. everybody else, right? Yeah. And then you got and wait, you hold got, on. Let's not give Wisconsin a total pass. They're the that that, yes. that coaching group. They're the St. Louis Cardinals of <laughs> uh, of basketball, right? They they play the game the right way. Everybody else, yeah. everybody yeah. else is playing it the wrong way, right? Yeah. So you have yeah. super super arrogant fan bases, staffs you know, followings or whatever, there should be held to a higher standard. So, so okay, we do still do the Doug, people- Doug can I just say something, yes. though? Can I say something about that? I have a hard time just because, again, we all deal with our personal experiences, right? When I was in the Big Ten the first time, I was there 16 years. We played Wisconsin twice a year. We were 31-1 and one against them. I have a hard time listening. And, again, I understand this is 100 years ago, but I don't care. I have a hard time thinking that Wisconsin folks have anything to be arrogant about. Michigan folks, I've always thought her a couple. I always thought that arrogance was fake. I thought the Fab Five, Jimmy Jackson actually talked about it last night on the Indiana-Ohio State game. When the Fab Five was at Michigan, nobody's rival in the Big Ten was the Fab Five. Everybody knew they were frauds. Everybody knew they were fake tough guys. They got on a roll in the tournament. That's great. But Jimmy said it last night. The rivalry was Indiana, Calvert Chaney, against Jimmy Jackson. Michigan would, you know, we always knew when the Fab Five came to Bloomington, they had this little dude that set up this big party. They would stay out till 3 in the morning, and we would blast them. You know, you always knew. But Jimmy said it last night. He goes, that wasn't the rival. The rival was Indiana. So Michigan in basketball has always been what they are. Now, the football arrogance um, is real. It's there. And I got to tell you, going to football games with my son is at Michigan. It was freaking awful. Why? Just the big sausage eating. Michigan, you know, Bo and and I'm like, yeah, well, Bo never won a national championship. You guys were too dumb to keep Lloyd Lloyd Carr. You shoulda. Uh, yeah, but you know, Bo men were men. The team, the team. I'm like, yeah, shut up. I go, give me the Southeast Conference. Give me Alabama. And it used to drive them nuts. But the arrogance there was more in football uh, for Michigan than there was in basketball. But you said, it, <laughs> you said it earlier. The head coach of Michigan basketball does an absolute punk move. He swings over the top at a guy that isn't is suspecting a shot to the head and then ducks behind his players. Now, I get it. Look. I'm from. I'm not from the south side of Chicago. I'm from Gary, Indiana, which is south of the south side of Chicago. And the over-the-top slap at an unsuspecting dude and then ducking behind people is totally unacceptable. 
totally unacceptable. I don't care how you slice. It's unacceptable for the Michigan coach. It's unacceptable as a representative of the south side of Chicago. That was the north side move. That was the southern Indiana move. Not representative of northwest Indiana slash south side of Chicago. Uh, okay. What would you have done if you were in charge of handing down punishment? I think they got it right. Look, I, I, here's, here's my thing. I am not – I let the Twitter guys – you know, I let all, every little Twitter guy determine uh, what apologies and how apologies should be made. I do agree with you. It would have been nice to see uh, Howard apologize, you know, to, uh, uh, to guard. But, okay, he did, and that's fine. But I think the end of the regular season, if it were me and I could work it and I could work through it, uh, I probably, probably would have said throughout the rest of this particular year uh, on into, you know, the NCAA or NIT, whatever they do, uh, but I, but I'm cool with it. Look, I didn't want to see the guy get fired. I like Juwan Howard going way, 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 way back when he was a recruit. Uh, I know that he has done some really stupid things that people have ne- not reported on to ESPN guy. Uh, just a bunch of really, really stupid things. But okay, fine. We all do stupid things. But you know what? Five games, fine. Players start swinging. That's fine. I do think though. I do think that. Uh, I, I gotta believe that unless Juwan Howard uh, doesn't really care about the job, I don't think you're going to see that out of him. That thing in the Turgeon thing, I, I don't think you'll see that anymore. I, I would hope not anyway. I hope he, I hope he's, you know, he, he understands and continues coaching there because I, I think the guy's a good coach. I, 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 do, I do too. I think it's I, – I, I thought it wouldn't be a crime if he did the rest of the season. I only – I'm like, do you reward a guy? If they make the NCAA tournament, do you have him go out there – um, I think anything less than the rest of the regular season would have been too short. I'm not super offended by it. I'm not super offended by it uh, otherwise. Uh, 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 last thing. So we got to the handshake line. Um, what do you think of what Wisconsin did with their statement, which essentially is, hey, Greg Gard did nothing wrong. Your thoughts? Love it. Hey, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying, you know, he could have not done anything. We just let him walk, let Howard walk by, cuss at him, all that stuff. But look, I always try to put myself in the position of the people involved. And if I'm Greg Gard, I'm like, I love it. If I'm the assistants, I love it. Look, people in Michigan, you know, that's fine. But hey, if you ever want to work for someone that's got your back, that athletic director at Wisconsin, you know, has Greg's back, including this isn't a Greg Gard fine. fine. <laughs> this is a Wisconsin fine. I, I love it. I know Michigan people don't. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I thought it was great. Um, everybody wants to work. What's his name? Greg McIntosh. Everybody wants to work for that guy because he's got your back. I th- what did you think? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I, I didn't actually think what Greg Gard, if you, what he did was wrong. Um, the I didn't only thing. The, the, the only thing that I would have liked from both would be – even Greg Gard would be like, look, you know, I, he just took it the wrong way, but I'm, I am sorry for how that thing looked. And, which Gard kind of did say, right? He was like, it took away from Michael Finley having his jersey retired. Like, Gard did kind of say that. But, yeah, I, the, the problem was Juwan Howard. Was, nobody else was – you know, n- n- everything was escalated – Two times over because Howard first pointing in his face and then Howard taking a swing at Krabinoff. Those two things don't happen. It's a complete non-story. That, that's it. Complete non-story. Yeah, you so. can. You, it would have been a story if they argued, but you know it would have been a story, Doug. Where okay, we've seen that before, right? 
But when you over the top take a shot and hit a guy, that changes the whole thing. Um, and again, I, I was crazy as a coach, no question. Co- I worked for a crazy man. I saw Lou Henson and Bob Knight go nose to nose. I had to pull Coach Knight off Henson, and Dick Nagy had to pull uh, Henson off a night in the back hallway. And, and Henson called him a classic bully. It's one of the all time great scenes ever, but not on the court, not taking a swing. And you said it earlier, and you're so right. Basketball, you're kind of like, hey, man, argue, fuss, fight, but uh, don't swing on anybody. I've always said this about basketball, Doug, and I know you got to run. Uh, I always said basketball is the easiest sport in the world to cheap shot somebody. I mean, you got the ball. I'm in a stance. I'm right in front of you. All you got to do is swing your elbow. You can knock me out. You can knock my nose out. You know, you got the ball. You know, I'm giving you hand action as a defender. Shoot, I can poke you in the eye. I can hit you in the face. Uh, you know what I mean? It's the easiest sport to cheap shot. And a, a, a handshake line or coaches talking, it's the easiest thing to do, take a swing over the top when somebody's not prepared. Double D, you're the best. Uh, can't wait to see what you got in store for us uh, coming up with your next show. Appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. You're, hey, thanks for having me, brother. Thank you. Thanks for coming on this morning. You are awesome. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Rick Buecher, who've covered the NBA for years. You see him on Speak for Yourself and other shows on Fox Sports 1. He's kind enough to spend some time with us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Buke, let me, let, let me begin uh, with Zion Williamson. Mm. What, what, what's going on? Because there's stories where he's off working by himself, but working to get back and getting close and posting yeah. pictures where he's in great shape. But then there was a story about him needing another procedure. Yeah. There's the thought, you know, it doesn't reach out to CJ McCollum. What's really going on from your perspective? Well, he is working on his own. Uh, my understanding is, is he's up in Portland uh, and, and working with his rehab people, his training people, uh, that's what makes it a little bit difficult to determine exactly where he is and what his condition is. And certainly the, the New Orleans Pelicans are uh, as out of the loop as anybody. They, they are getting intermittent reports on what his status is, much like going back to last season. I mean, the injury over the summer, they weren't uh, aware of it uh, for quite some time until after uh, the injury actually occurred. So, it's difficult. I wish I could tell you definitively. I don't know specifically exactly where he is. Now, why is all this happening? You know, the drumbeat has been going on for months and months and months that he's really not wed with uh, to, to being in New Orleans. Uh, the, the, the relationship with GM David Griffin is uh, fractured, uh, if you will, and that the people around him feel like he – too big of a star, that New Orleans is too small of a market uh, for him, and that he never really, really wanted to be there from the very start. And so um, how much of all of this is standard operating procedure for Zion? Because I've been told that he was somewhat of a detached teammate going back to the Duke days. Uh, So... I think some of it is just the way Zion operates and not fully embracing being the star and ideally in the franchise's mind, the face of the franchise. And 
uh, and how much of it is he just he simply doesn't want to be the face of this franchise. Buke, um, help me out here. Hmm. Is it is it New Orleans specific, like that market or that franchise? Uh, no, no. I think it's small market specific. I think it's I think it's the idea that he blew up so big before he ever got to Duke, and then you just got a taste of what the Zion experience was. That it's it's independent. Like I said this going years and years back when I first started covering the NBA, and Chris Webber came to the Warriors, and the reason that that relationship did not work with Don Nelson is because Don Nelson was so used to getting players and making them into stars, to, to giving them a platform and having them being appreciative of being made stars by, by Nelly's offensive genius and creativity. Chris Webber came to the Warriors already – a superstar, already established as a national presence. He had a reputation not to build, but to protect coming out of the Fab Five and Michigan. And Zion, for slightly different reasons, has the same thing going to New Orleans or had the same thing going to New Orleans. So I don't, if it had been Charlotte, if it had been Minnesota, if it was anything basically other than New York, LA, or Chicago, uh, we'd probably be running into the same issue with Zion Williamson. What's weird, though, is you mentioned Golden State and whether it's the rise of Silicon Valley or just yeah. the popularity of Steph Curry, that, that used to be a nothing market, and now it's, yep. now it's one of the markets to go to. Yeah, yeah, and... If a, if, a, if a player sees the vision and the people around him see the, the vision, I mean, honestly, look at what, 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 uh, what Giannis is building in Milwaukee. Milwaukee was a place no one wanted to go. And it's now become a place where you, you see what's being generated. And whatever's being generated is going to be attributed to Giannis. In the same way that whatever happens, whatever's happened with Golden State, Steph Curry's going to get the lion's share of that. Honestly, I, I just had this conversation with someone about Anthony Davis and that uh, one GM suggested he never should have left New Orleans. Yes, uh, he ended up winning a ring with L.A. But the, in, the, in the larger scope of things, has, has, has he really benefited? Has the perception of him as a player grown as a result of being in L.A.? There's, a, there's an argument, there's a debate to be had, whether if he had stayed in New Orleans and he had gotten them to a conference finals or he had built that team into something, that he would be far more uh, celebrated and appreciated than he is right now. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go to the Lakers. Um, let's start with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we have to, if we have to. We, we do, we do. Um, I do think both of these things are combined. LeBron wanted to play with Bronny and leaving the door open to, to Cleveland mm. feels like a clear power play, right? Isn't that what that is? Sure. To Hey, I, I'll yeah. stay in L.A., but you got to extend my contract. Give me like a Kobe, Kobe contract at the end, and you got to promise yeah. that, that, that you take Bronny. This is a leverage play, isn't it? Well, it's certainly a flex. 
Without question. Now, whether it's a flex, whether it's, um, I, I mean, this is, and it's a passive-aggressive one. That's the difficulty here. Is he doing it because he's upset about what they did and didn't do at the trade deadline, or rather didn't do at the trade deadline? Is he is simply, you know, LeBron consistently, when his team doesn't look like it's playing for a title, he's going to create something. He's going to do something. It's going to let everybody know I'm not happy. And so is, does this fit into that? Is this just an emotional reaction or is this a larger play? I've already been talking to people. I'm going to write something for Fox Sports, uh, the Fox Sports app this week about the trying to figure out what the value of LeBron James might be at age 40, two and a half years down the road. Because that's really when people talk about this being a G move and this is a leverage play and all of that. Um, in the short term, you're right. If, if it's that, then, then it makes sense. If it's, I'm really just want to make sure that Bronny is going to be in the league and I'm going to get my wish to play with him and I'm going to throw this out there now. Nobody's planning for two and a half years from now, like, unlike back in 2010. Right. They're all looking at it and saying, okay, well, you know what, we'll wait until we get there. And then we'll see what LeBron's value is, and we'll see whether this would be worth doing. So, to your point, if it's a leverage play right now with the Lakers, that makes a lot of sense. If it's I'm trying to set things up for where they're going to be two and a half years from now, then it's an overreach. But there's always the possibility with LeBron is that he just got a little upset about the fact that his current situation doesn't put him at center stage. And so he decided I'm, I'm going to let everybody know how unhappy I am by basically saying, Hey, I'm, 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 I haven't decided where I'm going to play going forward. So just, uh, just want to let you all know I'm on the market. This isn't this a case of, I, I use the Rodney Dangerfield line, right? Uh, just the other night, my wife told my wife told me to take out the garbage. I told her you cooked it. You take it out. Right. Isn't, Whoa, you did. Yeah, that's that's the. What is wrong with you? No, 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 no. I'm saying happy wife, happy life. No, what, I'm, I, I'm why even pick that fight? I'm saying for LeBron. I'm saying that's what LeBron being unhappy with the roster in LA yeah. is akin yeah. to. You know, you cooked it. You like, isn't this the roster that he wanted? Yeah, but uh, well, you, here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> for for him to suggest that, look. They were. This is this is the issue, from what I understand. If they wanted to, what's been reported, and I haven't had any indication that this is not true. They wanted Russ to be traded to Houston for John Wall and a future first-round pick. And Palenka and the, the Lakers, whoever's making the decisions at this point, was like, "We've already expended enough resources, like to get you your guy. We're not going to do it for John Wall. We don't see that as an upgrade. Most people around the league." don't see that as being an upgrade and we're certainly not giving up a pick and there was no Houston's not moving him unless they get something along with it so for Bruce Paul and for for Clutch and for LeBron it was like hey yeah it's not a good it's not, you know our plan didn't work out but we got a solution Here, here's the solution and Palenka and the Lakers are like nah we don't see that as a solution and so that to me is what they're getting angry about. If we're going to make it compare, so compared to your analogy, it would be, 
hey, would you make me this and here's the stuff to make it? And then complaining when it's not, it doesn't turn out to be the meal that you anticipated. Or it, it's made exactly the way you wanted it, but you decided that you now had a taste for something else. That's, what, that's how I would compare this to what you just said. But if I was your wife, Doug, I'd be saying, okay, fine, you make it. <laughs> Rick, Rick Buker joined us. Buker, the best. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it, Doug. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Let's get to the press. The press. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at Discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, a couple of big stories to start with. For those that may have missed it, Aaron Rodgers did talk about his future today in speaking with the Pat McAfee show, saying that there would be no decision today on his future. Touched on a variety of topics, says that he's had positive conversations with the front office of Green Bay since the end of the season, and that wasn't always the case. Also says that his Instagram post yesterday was uh, about gratitude and there was nothing cryptic about it. Also talked a little bit about his breakup with his uh, now ex-fiance and uh, how she affected him over these last couple seasons. Three years together, two MVPs, there's no coincidences. And I also was telling Shay, you know, I've been with you for two seasons, won two MVPs. Like, that's not a coincidence either. And I mean that. Rogers and Shailene Woodley's relationship uh, ending recently, but that hey, was Rogers today. The facts, bro. Uh, yeah, that was weird. I mean, that that was weird to have that much that kind of perspective on the relationship ending. I mean, it was really nice, but just different. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a different cat, man. No question about it. Did you see the exactly? Did you see the what he went through? What his the treatment he went through, whatever you would call it, the cleanse he went through? Yes. The 12 no, days. Yeah. Not. Uh, let's see here. Three days of ghee therapy. Consume ghee until you evacuate at both ends. Yikes. One day of therapeutic vomiting. One day of laxative therapy. Three days of herb drops in the nose. Many days of enemas. Yoga and meditation throughout. That's a hard pass. <laughs> I, t- I tweeted that uh, I'd be thankful that those 12 days are freaking over. That's what I would 100%. be thankful thankful about. Uh, nobody liked that tweet. Nobody liked it on Twitter <laughs> either, so don't worry about it. I think it got like three likes. Um, We missed two, 22, 22. We did. Uh, Jason Stewart is not happy, Doug. He's not a happy camper at all. Why was two twenty two twenty two so great? That's such a big thing for you, Jay. Um, you know, I remember when we had this conversation on two two twenty two, and we we were in a commercial break then. And when I addressed it, you promised me that on two twenty two twenty two, 
we would have a, a big celebration. I think you said that you would buy us all lunch and take us out for gifts. Um, <laughs> but you know that old cliche, Dan? Um, man plans, God laughs. Yes. <laughs> my, my, let me give you a, a, my, what my world is. Jay Stu plans, Doug laughs. That that's my thing. So I, all you had to do is remind me, dude. No, no, we'll get. We'll, I'll catch you in a hundred years. Uh, Just remind me. Hundred years. <laughs> what about actually? actually like it's hundred eleven. It's hundred eleven years. It's eleven years, not hundred eleven yeah. years. Not eleven years. <laughs> hundred well, years. Isn't it? Isn't it like? Yeah. What would it would be? Two hundred years, right? No, it's, no, eleven years. Yeah, three, eleven three, years is thirty-three, 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 no, thirty-three. Yeah, but, 33. You, yeah, but the year is not thirty, thirty-three. <laughs> The year you're right. is you're right. Yeah, it's right. 2033. So if you wanted to, yeah, do but then the, but then that doesn't work with the yeah 2022. Then it's you know no, but but 2000 uh, 222 on February 22nd of 2222, you would have this. You would you would be able to have this. So in 200 years, well, what you could have. Hold on, what you could have is next year, you could have. No. Two, three. <laughs> wait, wait. Two. This is, have February third. Wait, hold on. You have February third, two thousand twenty-three. Hi. This is this is the equivalent of. There's missing. eleven eleven twice a day every day. Okay, if that's a big time for you, <laughs> note it every time it's eleven eleven. Make a wish. It's the missing of the odometer turn. And then rationalizing on what you will get to fulfill that gap. Like, oh, geez, we lost 55,000. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. um, In how many hours will it be that time in Hawaii? And we can celebrate it again. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Ah, yes. Phil Mickelson has released a statement saying that his comments about the Saudi Golf League and the PGA Tour were reckless, and he apologized for offending people and for his choice of words. Now, there was a lot in this two-page statement that was posted on social media. In the end, Mickelson added the pressures and stress over the last 10 years has affected him deeply, and he desperately needs some time away to prioritize the ones he loves the most. That's from Phil Mickelson. Everyone else who is looking at this statement is saying typical Phil, who claimed that his comments were off the record. Alan Shipnuck, who is writing a book about Phil, who works for the Fire Pit Collective, he said that these comments were not off the record, that he made the comments in November when talking uh, to Phil about these leagues. And now there's some uh, speculation that maybe Phil was actually suspended by the PGA Tour, but the PGA Tour does not make their suspensions public. Ah, so it's like that Jordan was really suspended at retiring? Yeah, that's a speculation. Nothing official. Phil and the uh, longtime sponsor, KPMG, have also parted ways after uh, a long relationship. I think 14 Mm. years. I think that was the time frame. So. (laughs) Um, Like, look, I don't even know. Phil's apology is so bad. But why is he? Why was he going after the PGA Tour when he's made so much money off the PGA? I don't. The whole thing feels just greedy. That's all. That, this, that's who he is, truly is. This is an interest. This is an interesting situation because Phil is such, such, is so loved in the world of golf. But the things that that I think many of us have have heard, you know, like that this is, this is maybe more of the real Phil Mickelson than the one that. Yes. That we saw given the thumbs up and the, you know, head nods a lot. Correct. Uh, Doug, the Yankees are going to retire Paul O'Neill's number 21. 
During a game against the Blue Jays in August, if there is a season, O'Neill will become the 23rd player to have his number retired by the Yankees. <laughs> Paul O'Neill led the league in hitting one year. How many times All-Star? I don't know, and I think of Paul O'Neill as a red. I'm as mad as hell. Uh, <laughs> that's That was the other curveball. And appearing in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, what was it? Kramer promising the two home runs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Paul O'Neill going to be in Monument Park, and that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, <laughs> God, some of these some of these uh, r- r- remarks are so incredibly predictable to the to the. Dewan Howard stuff. Wow. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues, works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7 Discover Exceptionally Common Sense. Got a new all ball dropping tomorrow. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get out of this uh, talking about past incidents and will Aaron Rodgers make a decision anytime soon? Find out tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show.